no matter what you choose to do in life there's always going to be people that tell you you can't do it or tell you that it's not feasible or it's impossible or that's too big a dream you've got to learn to dream big don't have a plan b don't have a backup plan just do what you love and you'll learn things on the way and you'll always fall on your feet and you'll always find a direction and if things don't work out you'll just learn from it it's okay there's so much content there's so much going on we consume so much daily Mm. that I think people are wanting to connect on a deeper level so yeah I've created my own app my own platform the only person or thing we can control is us that is it welcome to the seize the yay podcast busy and happy are not the same thing we too rarely question what makes the heart sing we work then we rest but rarely we play and often don't realize there's more than one way So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Holloway, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy and fulfilment along the way. I think you'll all agree that we've had some seriously impressive human beings share their ways to yay on the show, but I was completely blown away by our first guest for the new financial year. I know, is that too geeky? (laughs) Maybe a little bit. (laughs) I'm always so grateful that our guests feel comfortable enough to show the lesser-known sides of themselves, especially when it's not often that they do, which is perhaps why I was so captivated by the gorgeous Jacinta Franklin this week. While I, like most of the country, am no stranger to Miss Universe 2010 and the striking looks that have carried her through a successful career as a model, brand ambassador and TV presenter, I wasn't as familiar with Jacinta his eloquence, utmost professionalism, and genuine care for others. As you'll hear, she radiates warmth and honesty, belying the fame that surrounds her, both independently and together with her husband and AFL superstar, Buddy Franklin. I feel very, very lucky that I got to steal Jacinta away this week for a delightful chat on the very day that her brand new, self-funded, self-produced Jacinta app launched two days ago, along with the new issue of Women's Health magazine with her on the cover. You'll hear more about it in the episode, and of course, I'll pop a link to it in the show show notes so you can all enjoy the beautiful content that she's created for us all. We also chat about everything from idyllic Gold Coast childhoods to meeting Donald Trump and from wag life to the five love languages. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Lovely Jacinta, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I I feel really, really honoured. I've I've followed your journey and listened to your podcast so I'm like, finally I'm on it. I'm fangirling a bit. Oh stop, oh my god, I'm fangirling. (laughs) Literally a couple of days ago, and the guys were like, Jacinta's available on Monday in Sydney. Do you want to do it on the phone? I was like, I'll be there. I'll fly up. (laughs) We will make this happen. Oh, thank you. It's always so nice to do it in person as well. I just think you you get more of a connection. and You can hear it in the chat as well. I think you can hear people's banter. You know that they're sitting next to each other rather than, you know, the phone. It's still fun on the phone. (laughs) I would have flown down to Melbourne. (laughs) 
Well, this is a very big day for you, which yes. I can't wait to get into, and for so many different reasons, with the new Jacinta app and yeah. cover of Women's Health that came out today. Yes. Yeah. But before we get into that, I love to break the ice with what the most down-to-earth thing is about you. Because oh, I think, gosh. you know, you are absolutely extraordinary in how you've had such an incredible outward-facing career, but still managed to get a really good balance of privacy. And there's Thank not, you, you know, yeah. a huge amount of trash out there on the internet. It's actually yeah. hard to find information about you, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, what is something that's super normal? That's just Jacinta when you're not being a David Jones ambassador and Miss yeah. Universe, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of ways that people know you, but yeah. what's the real you? Um, I would like to think that I'm really caring in my friendship group everyone calls me mama do that because I'm, I'm I loved the home cooked meals and um even when people come over to stay even if it's a night because they've had a few drinks you know the night before I'm like do you need me to do any washing for you and Aww. I just I think that kind of sums me up the word mama like You're the it's nurturer. just yeah I just and that's kind of how yeah my friends refer to me as mama oh, so, so I don't know if that's a down-to-earth thing but that's so down yeah that's that's how I would like to be remembered and if I ever could have control over my Wikipedia or the bio that anyone ever saw it would just be that I was a a nice person who really cared that that would mean more to me than any cover or any accolade (laughs) or or any best dress list I just want to be known as as a nice person so that's so lovely that is incredibly down to earth of you (laughs) I love that 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 you're called mama I like sometimes get referred to as the mother duck so my little ducklings I'm like I'm I'm too young for this but at the same time I like that a lot yeah I'm the youngest in my friendship (laughs) group too and they call me mama but I think it's also I am a little bit boring and sensible too so it's like I'm the one that's making sure you know everyone's looked after around me and I'm also the one that is the first to leave from dinner yeah. or the dance floor. I'm, I'm not very good at partying. Oh my gosh, I'm the same. I used to be, but now, um, so Nick and I are getting married in October. Oh, how exciting. And recently they asked us, the venue were like, so when do you want to have the guard of honour that you yeah. know, so that you guys can leave? And I was like, can we just ghosty? Like, I don't think I can wait till the end for a guard of honour. I want all you my friends to go cannot ghost from your own wedding. <laughs> but can't you? I feel like we can. <laughs> be kind of romantic, I think. Yeah, it's like, where have they gone? Oh, off yeah. to be married. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So the first segment is called Waitie, which mm-hmm. is pretty much everything leading up to the you that we know today. Yeah. And I think it's so important because often it looks like people kind of wake up and they're this overnight success. But yeah. usually it's been 10, 15 years in the making that all these goals or successes, as people yeah, call them. absolutely. No such of, thing as an overnight success. Exactly. <laughs> but also I think... It often looks like people have planned their direction or planned their journey and they've known exactly where they wanted to be. But I think it's really reassuring when you hear that most people have no idea what they want to do and it's all just unfolding (laughs) as it's unfolding. Yeah. And to hear, you know, the thought process behind each phase in your journey that brings you to the the Jacinta that we know and love. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about young Jacinta. So Jacinta Campbell was your um, maiden name. Yes. Grew up on the Gold Coast. Yes. I read that you went to, you were one of the first students at a school that your mum started yeah. on the Goldie. Yeah. You have done your research. <laughs> yeah, called Silkwood. I read yes. all about it. Yeah. Um, and then you were school captain at your high school, which was Aquinas College. Yes. So was. what yeah. was that just into like? A tomboy, I hear as well, yeah. which blows my mind. A little, a little bit of a tomboy. I was, I was 
I had a really innocent childhood and I have so many fond memories of growing up on the Gold Coast and very uncomplicated and lots of time outdoors in nature and lots of imaginative play. I remember thinking I was a fairy and <laughs> had all these dress ups and my sister Alicia and I would build cubby houses and we had slingshots and we would catch tadpoles in the dam and um, find frogs and, you know, grasshoppers and keep them. And we just had a really <laughs> idealistic childhood. And, and talking to mum now, it was really conscious for them. They, they, they were really conscious around the decisions they made as parents and really wanted us to be children for as long as we could. Yeah. Which I so appreciate now because, and especially in this day and age too, I look at so many young children. I'm like, you're, ex you're exposed to so much. And I even mm. remember we weren't allowed to watch music videos because now talking to mum, mum was like, they just over-sexualise women so much. And I didn't want you as a 10 year old thinking that, you know, a scantily clad woman was, the, you know, what, what you had to, to be, up. yeah, <laughs> it was what you had to do to get a man's attention or, you know, it was, it was, yeah, very innocent childhood. So yeah, just lots of time outdoors and, um, I've got so many scars on my knees from falling off my billy cart. And <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah, beautiful. It's just, it, was really, it was really simple and we grew up in the hinterland of the Gold Coast oh. and, yeah, it was just, it was, yeah, it was, it was quite simple. That's amazing. <laughs> and I think it is, it's really hard these days because you're, you know, exposed to so much information so young yeah. to keep that kind of childhood yeah. in a, in, you know, it's hard to protect children now from adult concepts and you see 13 or 14 year old girls when I was sort of playing with sticks and yeah you know on the monkey bars and yeah. now girls are like insta famous at that age it's hard it, and it is hard yeah and beautiful that's why that your parents wanted that for you yeah I was, I was very lucky and it's something that you know when it comes time for me to be a parent that I'll kind of draw on for inspiration as well I just think that is so childhood is so precious and it's short and it's so short <laughs> and now being an adult and having to deal with everything that adults <laughs> have to deal with you go you, you should be trying to extend that period period for yeah. as long as you can and not rushing you know I remember I had to wait till I was 13 to get my ears pierced and 13 to wax my eyebrows and shave my legs and I had to do that wear a bra, like couldn't wear mum would never buy me a bra anything lacy until I was you know 14 and I didn't wear makeup till I was 17 or a pair of heels which was really only a year before I entered Miss Universe I was so gonna was, say that was quite a quick turnaround <laughs> it was yeah it was it was it was from zero to like a hundred pretty quick <laughs> within the space of the year I learned how to walk in heels and I was in Miss Universe and yeah Straight so it was the catwalk it was pretty full on yeah <laughs> so before Miss Universe came up what did you think that you wanted to be when you grow up I wanted to be an actress and I was dead set on being an actress and I remember so vividly a meeting that I had to have with a guidance counsellor and I think it was the deputy or the principal of the school mm -hmm. in order to choose kind of the direction that you wanted to go in for those final years of school 11 and 12 yeah. and narrow down those subjects kind of in line with what it was that you wanted to do and we had to do all of these tests that kind of determined what subjects we should and shouldn't take and I determined that I wanted to do OP which is like HSC here in Sydney I don't know what it's called in, in oh, yeah, Melbourne BCE. but there's yeah, yeah VCE so I decided I want to go wanted to go down that track 
but I was ticking all these like creative boxes too so there was this they were really confused in the meeting (laughs) they were like so what is it that you think you'd want to do and I'm like I'd love to be a social worker but maybe a teacher and a paramedic I know I'd love to be a paramedic (laughs) I'd love to be a cop there was all these things that I wanted to do and then we were going around in circles and the guidance counselor was actually getting quite frustrated with me and mum said because mum and dad were in the meeting okay Jacinta if you could do anything that you wanted to do any job in the whole entire world what would it be and I thought about it and the room was silent and I said (laughs) I'd be a volunteer and mum goes okay something something paid (laughs) something that we can make a living out of and you can pay bills like great to have and she goes well what is something that you could do that would allow you to be able to spend a lot of time volunteering I said I'd be an actress My mum said, that's amazing, that's what you're going to do. And the guidance counsellor, the look on her face, she was livid. Not what we had in mind. No, definitely not what she had in mind. And she looked at me and she said, I had a kid in here before who said he wanted to be an astronaut. He was dyslexic and couldn't even spell astronaut. So let's start again. And it was so blunt and it was in that moment that I think I learned such a great lesson that no matter what you choose to do in life there's always going to be people that tell you you can't do it or or tell you that it's not it's not feasible or it's impossible or that's too big a dream Mm. just try to try to do something a little bit easier in life and scale it back yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and I just said mum was like left that meeting she was like that was such a great lesson you've got to learn to dream big don't have a plan b don't have a backup plan just do what you love and you'll learn things on the way and you'll always fall on your feet and you'll always find a direction and if things don't work out you'll just learn from it it's okay and in that moment I was like right I'm going to be an actress and that's what I wanted to do so that's when I moved to Sydney I had $500 in my bank account. I'd graduated from high school and I'd had really good scores and Bond University on the Gold Coast had offered me a scholarship. Oh, amazing. Um, Bond is awesome. They do really like Yeah, they do really quick. So, fast yeah. so they yeah. don't have the holidays, so they kind of condense it all down. You can do a degree in, in like two years, I think, yeah. which is fab. But I was like, no, I feel like I want to experience the world. And I thought I'll put that on hold because that'll be there for another year. I could put it on hold. And you had 500 bucks in my back pocket I because I wasn't working throughout high school I was so dedicated to my studies and I said to mum I'm going to move to Sydney I'm going to buy a one-way ticket I'm going to find a modeling agency down there because I'd kind of been dabbling in it and I'm going to Sydney and I'm going to study acting I'm going to be an actress and mum was like fab now rental wise I don't think five hundred dollars is gonna get you very far in Sydney I said, it's fine I'll ask Gran and Arthur who was li- who were living in the granny fat flat out the back at that time I'll ask them for 250 bucks and mum's like mm, still don't think 750 is gonna get you far but I ended up coming I had 750 dollars I packed everything in my suit like red suitcase I had my pillow under my arm I landed I caught the train from um, the airport to, to Central oh Station. I went to all the agencies in Surrey Hills and knocked on all their doors with a minimal modelling portfolio and everyone knocked me back. And then I found an agency called Scene Model Management. Yeah. Yeah, and they took me on and I loved it because they had an acting component to to the business and yeah enrolled in acting courses and then it was through that that I got into Miss Universe because my acting coach was like you're 18 years old you haven't had much life experience you've never been in love you've never had your heart broken I think I was 17 then yeah I would have been 17 you've never had your heart broken I want you to do things that are going to put you outside of your comfort zone 
challenge yourself, do things that you would just never normally do. And because I was new to Sydney, I didn't really know that many people. And Miss Universe came up and I was like, that is perfect. Like what great experience. I'm going to have to learn how to speak on the spot in front of people. I'm going to have to walk in a bikini in a shopping mall because that was very much what those the Miss Universe heats were back in the day. They were held at local shopping centres and you were in your bikini walking up and down in front of judges judging you. People so, just doing their grocery shopping. Oh, Very bizarre. And so not me. I didn't dream of being in a pageant. I wasn't your typical pageant girl. Yeah. I only just started wearing makeup. I was kind of new to the whole world. And then I kept progressing. I kept saying to mum, they're going to ask me for money before the final. Yeah, it's kind of a, a catch. Bit of a, yeah, there's a catch. And then I ended up winning it. And I was like, oh, my God. But I learned a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and I got a lot of life experience out of it. So, oh, yeah. Baby. Oh, baby. my god. 18. I had my 19th birthday in Vegas competing <gasps> in the Miss Universe pageant. So wow. not even legally able to drink in, <laughs> oh in the US. God. So there was a group of us girls that couldn't go to any of the after parties or oh. anything like that. We just had to sit in our, in our rooms and have our own party. Oh, my gosh. That is so cool. So I didn't know that's how you ended up moving to Sydney that it was very yeah. much a I'm just going to put uni on hold and just go for it yeah and I yeah. think the coolest thing ever is one of the, the questions that comes at the very last section which is play TA about who you are when you are really following what you love and not just doing what you think you should do and what yeah. automatically comes next is what would you do if you had absolutely no money or time constraints what job would you do and the fact yeah. that you got asked that so young yeah before you had the burdens of shoulds and money and bills yeah. and stuff and you knew yeah. and it led you on this crazy journey yeah your mum is an absolute legend firstly oh, mum is a superstar <laughs> she's such an amazing woman and just so wise and and also I love the fact that she gave me and my sister a lot of guidance but also gave us a lot of freedom yeah. to make mistakes yeah. and to try things out and just to know that we always had mum and dad to go home to and everything was okay. I really appreciate that because there was no pressure to you 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 have to follow this path and mm. you're you're not a success in this family unless you do uni or unless you you do that. There was just none of that. It was just go for it and yeah, see just happens. just go for it and enjoy life. And I'm I'm eternally grateful to both of my parents for for allowing my sister and I to like flourish that way yeah, and experience yeah. life in our in our own way without any judgment I suppose mm, I always think sometimes it just takes one person and one thing that they say or one lesson or message they can instill in you to yeah. leave you with a lifelong belief in yeah. your ability to do things yeah but you know by the same token it takes one person saying the opposite to you to crush exactly. your soul forever so yeah. as a you know coming up to the age where we might parents that's something that I think about so much is everyone just needs one person or just one sentence even in this episode you know to hear that it's yeah. not that bad. You just go yeah. out there and see what happens. And obviously you had no idea whether this, yeah. this was going to lead no you. <laughs> I always thought I would just go back home and pick up, you know, my scholarship again at Bond University and, you know, get a job at a cafe while I was working. Yeah. And <laughs> just be a Queensland just, gal. Yeah, I just didn't think. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, like yeah. I was, I would have been totally content doing that as well. But yeah, and I just, and just going back to what you said, it's just, it's so important. We've, we've kind of forgotten the importance of words. 
and, and, and the impact that they can have yeah. on, on, on one another. And that's another reason why I'm loving doing podcasts yeah. as well is that words are so powerful. And in this day and age when we're connecting with little red likes and little emojis and, and, and pictures through social media platforms, I'm just like, we really need that connection and those words. That's what makes us human. And that's totally. what can build us up as well. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, just that one little thing someone can say to you can raise you up or, or bring you down. And so, that's like the breakthrough yeah. moment. I yeah, like Every day absolutely. try and leave someone else with their breakthrough moment and you'll, you'll be setting yourself up for a very fulfilling and rewarding life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so then you not only won in Australia, you yeah. actually went on to take out second runner-up yeah. in Miss Universe. Which is a nice way of saying third. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, they said second runner-up and then they were like, to first runner-up and then winner. I was like, oh, so one, two, yep, cool. Three. Got it. <laughs> I'm like, you could have just said third, but great. It's great for the ego. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and Miss Congeniality, which yeah. is so cool because I didn't actually know that actually was a thing in real life. <laughs> and now meeting it's you, so I'm like, corny. I see that so much. That's so lovely. <laughs> Thank you. And that meant the most to me out of everything because I had, you kind of don't know, you're just asked at some point because you're in, oh. you're, you're competing for three weeks it's really full-on lead up to the to the actual night it's it's full-on 84 girls from 84 different countries and Donald Trump in the mix apparently Donald yep I've met Donald Trump (laughs) there is a photo of him taking a brush to my hair which slightly scarring (laughs) now that's one for the photo album (laughs) yeah (laughs) or not (laughs) and yeah it was it was full-on that experience it was crazy (laughs) and I mean I actually remember when you were in the heeled Ugg boots on the catwalk and that just took Australia by storm like that whole period of my life was just I'd never I'd never done a media interview. Yeah. I'd never, I just, it was such a different world. And I was catapulted into the spotlight yeah. overnight. And I just, yeah, I, I, there are no words to explain the experience. Yeah. And I, I landed, I remember I, I won here in Australia. I got off the stage and you do a press conference straight away. And the questions that were getting thrown at you, like your religious beliefs, where you're from, what you believe in, all of these things. And I was 18. I just had no experience or or training or anything like that. And then four weeks afterwards, I got on the plane and went to Vegas and I landed. And these girls, when I say beautiful, I mean godly beautiful. Like they are just stunning and Everything is perfect. The eyebrows, the eyelashes, the skin, the nails. There's not a single imperfection. Like That's it's just, just right now. Just saying. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted. I was like, wow. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not. And I just, I was so overwhelmed. Mm. And I called mum, and I was like, mum, this is such a joke that I'm here. <laughs> I'm just gonna have fun. Yeah. Like I'm in Vegas. I'm here for three weeks. So. The idea of even winning was so far out of my reality and my mind. I just was there to have fun and yeah. enjoy it and meet new people because it just seemed like a, such an impossibility. Um, and then, yeah, on the night, I just kept progressing through and I was like, <laughs> holy shit, what is my life? <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's so yeah. wonderful to hear again, you know, that some people have it set from the time they're young and they know what they want and they're going for it. And some people just 
let things unravel and yeah. they're just there for a great time and then yeah. put in as you know the best job that they can and then they come out and they still win like yeah. you know you don't have to have it all figured out from the time no, you kind of come out of school absolutely not and no one does really have it figured totally. out even the people that seem like they do none of us have it all figured out yeah. it's just life it's just how it is but I also think coming back to that too anyone that I really look up to or I look at who's achieved things that I'm really you know I really admire it kind of always has happened authentically yes and I feel like it's those people that try and really push or force something and it's the same with people trying to get into the entertainment industry you can really see when it's not genuine yeah and some things just have to happen naturally and I've seen it over the years so many times when Mm. people just want to be in the limelight or want to have heaps of followers or want to be this want to be that and they're the ones that kind of crash and burn because it's not authentic and people can't connect to you whereas you kind of just leave it up to the universe like you said do your best Mm. and have fun and enjoy it and be a good person while (laughs) while you're doing it and things will kind of fall into things fall into place and that's and that's how it happens I think that's the same with starting a business a lot of people reverse engineer the lifestyle that they want because it looks nice on the outside and then they force an idea because they want to be a business owner but yeah it's the people who have the idea accidentally and then fall into the business owning that absolutely end up you know lasting yeah because it's it's hard to be something that you're not it takes more effort than it does to just follow what you actually want to do and the cracks begin to appear as well I've like I've said I've seen it over the years and then the real you or the real desires start to seep out and people start to see that more than you know the the facade and then the facade just drops down you're like oh (laughs) that's That's what we're all about (laughs) yeah Yeah. and it's just like just 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 be yourself just be yourself yeah. it sounds cliche but you know <laughs> but there's a reason that saying still sticks around exactly. after all these years. <laughs> so I want to get to the latest exciting project but I just want to quickly kind of go through the next yes. decade that followed from yeah. Gold Coast Girl to propelled onto this global stage and then yeah. landing TV gigs and then huge brand ambassadorships taking yeah. the catwalk for David Jones and all yeah. these massive massive dreams that I'm sure you didn't even have no dreams of yours you know you're sort of like whoa what is happening (laughs) so from that moment up until the most recent project that we'll talk about that started today how did the rest of it happen how did the tv gigs unfold and what have you know what were your plans along the way and then meeting buddy and then getting into the you know world of wags yeah how has the next decade kind of evolved um I think just going back to it it's all happened quite authentically of course I had dreams and goals and and things that I wanted to achieve Mm -hmm. but things kind of were just like coming at me which was amazing and I think when I came back from Vegas the Miss Congeniality title was the best thing that ever happened to (laughs) me because Australia just just loved it (laughs) and and then I was invited onto the morning show to do a few segments with Channel 7 and then from there I did a lot of free stuff actually I just any opportunity that came up that felt really right I would do and there was a lot of things in those that first year of being Miss Universe Australia that I couldn't get out of because you sign a contract I signed it straight off the stage I never had (laughs) of course you did a lawyer look over it I had no idea what the terms and conditions are what I was and wasn't allowed to do so there were a lot of things in that year that were so hard for me to do Mm -hmm. and I really didn't want to do but contractually I was um, obliged to to fulfill them and I remember one of them being the front cover of FHM 
which yeah. no one ever told me I was shooting and I showed up and I remember calling the director of Miss Universe Australia in tears saying they want oh. me to wear this chainmail outfit I don't know what I'm doing she's like well I signed a contract so you've got to and I was distraught yeah. I was devastated and it's really hard when you're starting out too because you you don't want to be saying no yeah really. and you don't and I but I I in all fairness I did stand up for myself and I said no to particular outfits that I felt were just good on you I didn't feel comfortable in and that was so hard I mean this is a world that I was just breaking into and having to say no to like an editor and and a stylist <laughs> for a cover <laughs> for a co- no one was on set with me and I was 18 and or 19 then and that was really hard so there was definitely things in that first year that were hard but I do not regret them because I learned my greatest lessons in those years and now it's kind of like oh you know what I've got a tacky FHM <laughs> cover <laughs> 18 year old me <laughs> awfully shameful and so I remember crying even on 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 set it was just it was awful but I learned so much and from there I gained so much experience and then I went on to do some fill-in work for the weather girl on channel nine and then I got getaway and then it just grew from there and then the ambassadorship started coming in and then slowly 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 building but I remember back in the day being a pageant girl had such a stigma to it (laughs) and no local Aussie designers wanted to dress me no one would dress me no one would dress me it was it was so incredibly hard and even to get magazines to shoot you because they don't want to be associated with it it's kind of oh it's a bit tacky and they didn't they didn't like it but it just it just took time and then I think once people got to know me and yeah. the essence of me, they they started to understand, okay, that was just something that she did. That was she's a launch not, pad, you know. Yeah, she's not <laughs> defined by it. Yeah. And then Celebrity Apprentice, that was the next thing for me that right. really catapulted. I remember that was a massive moment for, for me because I think everyone thought, I think I was on sports bet like, I don't know, tip to be the first person to, to go out of the, the TV show. And, <laughs> um, there were so many comments about, oh, why is a, a, a you know, beauty queen on, on a business, on a business show? And I ended up making it to the finals. And I think <gasps> right. it was oh my, my opportunity gosh. to show what you Australia made who I was yeah. and, and that I was more than the girl with a, a sash over a, a sparkly tacky pageant dress and, um, and I was more than that and even to this day I think that was seven years ago maybe eight years ago to this day I still have people in the streets coming up to me and talking about, about Celebrity that. Apprentice so wow. forever grateful for all of the opportunities and um, yeah but they just kept coming and I just did what I could and Amazing. Yeah, just made the most of it, really. Because I honestly thought it was going to run out. One yeah. day. I was like, okay, it's over this year. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills next year. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm going to be done. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger, which was yeah, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for. I think one of the really big things that's important in anything you do is to be a pleasure to work with. It's you know the days of getting by on things just by reputation or title or whatever. You know yeah. people want to remember you as a, a joy to be around. Yeah, and it seems like that's an attitude you've had since before it was in vogue yeah. to just kind of be a joy be professional 
put your best foot forward and then things unravel from that because people come back to you. It yeah. If you burn people once, you know, it's an industry that's very small. Especially here in Australia. Yeah. It's not Tiny. It's, it's not like America where you yeah. could burn and churn and get away with it. Yeah. And, and when I was starting out, it kind of still was a little bit of that, not deep, like kind of rock star era where it was like, you know, people in the public eye would rock up late to things yeah. and be notoriously difficult and and what I've learned is that it doesn't matter how beautiful you are (laughs) if you're not a pleasure to work with people won't rebook you especially here in this country I've seen the most beautiful girls just throw it all away by being unprofessional attitude attitude, being Mm. difficult to work with and yeah I've really I just feel really lucky to be doing what I'm doing I'm Mm. like there is nothing for me to complain about even my worst days on set or the longest days doing press there really is nothing for me to complain about and I could never understand these entitled people in this industry that throwing it away or thought they were too cool for something or too good for that or I can't do that or I'm this I'm like you are so lucky (laughs) to be doing what you're doing don't you understand and and throw it all away and and it does it there's no longevity in behaving like that yeah um unless you're maybe Kate Moss (laughs) (laughs) back in the 80s and 90s (laughs) oh well congratulations on everything I mean it shows I like literally falling more and more in love with you every second that you're too you have such a a strong work ethic I think and yeah and add a positive attitude toward and grateful I think the more grateful you are the more lucky you become and the harder you work the luckier you become as well yes (laughs) agree but it also seems like in two different areas of your life now you've had things going for you like the pageant stigma yeah and then next meeting buddy at the Brownlow yeah getting engaged then getting yeah. married that then the wag title attaches to you yeah. that there's always there's been two titles that attach to you that kind of lead people to put you in a box have yeah you, make assumptions yeah, yeah like oh she's a pageant queen or and then yeah. oh she's a wag have you found that it's been difficult to carve out your own career and your own brand and your own voice and reputation around yeah. kind of being titled those things that. yeah I think it's really easy for us as humans just to put people in boxes yeah because it just makes our job easier and we go, oh you're that <laughs> yeah and that's who you are I understand this yeah, situation I get it um but yeah I think it was it was hard to break out of the beauty queen box mm-hmm. but it's something that I don't ever want people to forget either yeah and I think a lot of girls that enter the pageant try really really hard and their managements and agencies and PR you can't mention she was a beauty queen she can't be associated with because they don't want that association but I'm like you wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for that for that and so while I wanted to break out of the ideas that people had mm-hmm. around me being a beauty queen. I never want people to forget it because it is such a big part of my career and I'm eternally grateful for it. And I'm like, I don't care if it was tacky. <laughs> I don't care if I had to wear shitty outfits and high heel Ugg boots. <laughs> it's a part of who I am and totally. I never want to erase erase that. And, and it's not as tacky anymore. I don't think there's as much no, stigma. It's no. really celebrated. And it's really changing as well. Mm. And there's so much more diversity in pageants and um, there's new ownership as well with Miss Universe and mm. and the, the girl that's crowned Miss Universe goes on to do amazing things and mm. speak about incredible issues and um, can really be a voice for for people as well so I have a lot of respect for the pageant and and it is what it is there's some dark sides to it too and there's a yeah. lot that I don't agree with but 
I, I, I just think I never, I don't want to erase it. It's yeah, it's part so of lovely. I will yeah. always remember the Ugg boots. Yeah. <laughs> I know, those fucking Ugg boots. <laughs> They're going to haunt me, aren't they? <laughs> I'm never letting you forget that. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then the, the WAG one's a really interesting one because, I don't know, I don't think a lot of people associate me with WAG just because I had totally built up my own career before I met Bud mm. and that's why I wanted to ask you particularly about it because you weren't that wasn't your launch pad yeah you were launched already yeah (laughs) so it wasn't like I met Bud and then all of a sudden these things were happening happening and it wasn't like I met him and my profile then grew once meeting him as Mm. well I feel like we were quite on an even path together and I think that's why we work as well because it's it's really genuine I don't want anything from him and he doesn't want anything from me other than love care support and 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 that's why I think our relationship really works but I think it'd be different if I was in Melbourne because the wag title is thrown around a lot down there (laughs) it is indeed but but when he came to Sydney no one really knew much about AFL and I was introducing people to him and people had no idea what he did or oh who God, he was. Would have been like, I am a king in Melbourne. <laughs> Don't you guys know? <laughs> and that, I think, was the most refreshing thing for him too mm. was that he just came up here and could just start a whole new life and could go to the coffee shop and not be interrupted. And so I feel like I haven't ever really wanted or needed to break out of that that wag mold because I don't and it I don't really been a see no I'm, and I'm not I'm not in the change rooms hanging off his arm after games posting <laughs> photos on Instagram and like I'm not I, I don't in seven years I've known him I don't I've been to the change rooms once and that was to take some family members down and it was in Perth and I don't even think I got a fo- like a photo with him so I'm like I'm gonna see you in 20 minutes when you come back to my hotel I don't yeah. need to tell the world like I've seen my husband after the game in the change room yeah. sweaty and gross <laughs> um, um, and there's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with taking a photo and being proud of your husband and posting it on social media. Yeah, either. Totally. There is nothing. I don't, I'm not, uh, that was not a dig at all. But I just don't feel like that's part of my identity and my DNA. And But I also have no issue with people saying it either because it's bloody hard being the wife of a, of a professional say. athlete. There are a lot of sacrifices yeah. that you have to make. And Was it um, a whole new world? Were you familiar with AFL? beforehand no not really so I grew it was up like on the a Gold whole Coast. new world yeah it was a whole it was <laughs> it was a whole new world and I had no I just didn't get the the hype yeah like the I, I get the game I love going to the game and I love watching the game but I didn't get the the footballer hype yeah. I wasn't I was like oh I'm not really I don't get <laughs> I'm that. not doing that yeah. like throw myself at people thing <laughs> no I don't really quite understand it I can appreciate it from a fan perspective yeah. but that's probably why yeah. he appreciated you so much it was like she's not falling all over everywhere what yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was just and I just didn't I just I just we connected mm-hmm. as 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 people and I didn't you know I had my own property I had my own life I had my own financial setup yeah. I buy my own shoes my handbags I wasn't <laughs> interested yeah. in a lifestyle him providing me a lifestyle I just yeah. wanted someone to walk with me in life and um and same for him and I think that's the basis of of our relationship and why it works so oh, well you guys too. Are beautiful. So, yeah. I, we lo- I think everyone loves you too for that, and because you somehow are so successful independently and yeah. known really well together as well. But also keep your privacy and your I don't know quite what the word is, but your not just your privacy, but your 
it's I don't like know. a little bubble. Yeah, <laughs> like you're just kind of yeah. in your life together and you're just yeah. really happy there. And yeah. Like and even unless your surprise wedding. It was yeah. just beautiful that you did that. You know, it's very yeah. unusual the way you guys have chosen to, to live your story together. Yeah. And that was so beautiful. Like everyone was just like, what? They're married? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think traditionally there is just so much hype around. Yeah. I hate the word celebrity because I just don't. Associate identify with <laughs> at all you definitely are one just saying but. I don't associate that but there's this yeah there's always this hype around celebrity weddings and it actually doesn't have to be because if you really want something to be private you can keep you can private. keep it private and I've always believed that and some of the best moments in my life have been the ones that have happened off of social media mm. and privately and mm. I really treasure that as well um, but I also like to share little things with people as well because I think that connection is really important but just having that little boundary in in your life and it keeps it really sacred and unless it's necessary for us to go and do things together we don't go out of our way to you know to I don't know but I think to get attention yeah but that's why it's so lovely because you are one of the few couples that I can think of that do share parts of yourself that are really authentic and really behind the scenes to be like you know it's not all kind of glamour on the outside but you can still have a wedding and not splash it all over everywhere not that there's anything wrong with that either no exactly it's all a choice yeah Yeah. but you've you've made a choice and it does kind of flow through to everything that you do and I really admire it because it's really hard in this day and age to have any view without kind of being fluid to kind of everything because everything's moving all the time it's really lovely that you guys have created enough space for yourselves to still share things with your audiences but then also keep things really private Thank you. And yeah. it's, it's very rare to see, yeah. um, but very admirable. You yeah. guys are, are beautiful. Thank you. Um, and another thing I read that you talked about, actually, yeah. which fascinates me, is the five <laughs> love languages. Because oh, yes. I have found that one of the coolest concepts and mm-hmm. maybe, like Nick and I have been together 10 years, we run two businesses together, we've yeah. needed love languages yes and exploration of those things in our time <laughs> and I'm sure you guys have been through many challenges as any long-term couple has yeah. what are your love languages of the five and yeah. what are buddies yeah so buddy is halfway through the book oh okay so he's getting there bless him um, I just left it on his bedside table and was like honey it's a really good book this to is going to change your life <laughs> what's well, just yeah. I just love the way that it explains things and and to know that how you accept love is very different to how you give love and and the vice versa as well. And my love language is acts of service. So I like... I like things being done for me. Yes. So I'm not a gift person and words of affirmation don't really – it's always nice to be told yes. someone's proud of you or they like, they love you. But I like – like, like if I just show it. Show it. Yeah. So if I come home and the washing is put away and there's dinner on the table, that to me is like the ultimate sign <laughs> of love because it means you've really thought about the busy day that I've had and gone, yeah. the last thing she's going to want to do – is sit here and cook dinner or put away washing and to me that is my ultimate and that's how I give love too acts ah, of service so it's both the same yeah it's the same so that's how I give I give love I like to do things so I'm always doing things for Bud but that's not how he receives it yeah. okay these <laughs> words of affirmation oh <laughs> which wow. is not how I receive love so yeah. that is sometimes difficult for me too because I'm a giver and giver and I'm like can't you see yeah. <laughs> done the washing for you it means so much (laughs) and he's like 
can't you just tell me you love me? You miss me? <laughs> You're like, I did. <laughs> I think if anyone hasn't read this book, even in your friendships, not just your relationship, like romantic yeah. relationships, it just changes everything. Even if your love language doesn't change or theirs doesn't change, you understanding where they're coming from, it just changes everything. It's and even just, book. I think in life in general, it doesn't have to be about love, just understanding that the way people give and receive can mm. be very different and your sign of like appreciation of someone might be very different to the way that they perceive it. And totally. I think just being able to go, you know what, my way is not the only way. There's yeah. other ways <laughs> to think about things and just putting yourself in other people's shoes. And I, I love the book. I think it's amazing I think everyone should read it whether you're married in a relationship not in a relationship it's just such a great book and it's only little as I well know, I know when I saw it yeah. in, I saw it written down I was like I'm gonna ask her about that because yeah. no one else talks about it I'm like how is this not the book yeah in it's, school like, it's fantastic <laughs> it's and it just makes sense yeah, it's, so, it's so simple when you really yeah. think about it you're reading it you're like I knew this already it should be on our licenses like yes. my love languages <laughs> agree <laughs> and so your latest project yes the Jacinta app yes oh my gosh it came out literally today yeah and your women's health cover with an exclusive interview on the app and yes. how you got here yeah also came out today love yeah. Jack and the team they're absolutely oh, amazing. They amazing and I just love that publication beautiful. oh thank you so much thank so you tell us about it how how is this been years in the making has yeah. it been something that you've always wanted to do yeah, I, I've actually wanted to do it for like quite a long, long time. And I just didn't have the, I just didn't have the time to dedicate to it mm-hmm. a couple of years. Well, it was actually five years ago that I came up with five. the idea. See, yeah. overnight success, five well, years in the making. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is the thing, it took me such a long time to even get it off the ground because I have backed it myself financially and I am the producer the content creator I saw that I was like how (laughs) everything because I wanted I just wanted my own platform and I don't want to be disrespectful towards other social media platforms because it's they've given so many opportunities to so many people Mm. and it's great and it's fun and yeah and and, you know I I don't want to you know put another platform down but for me I was just finding it harder and harder to connect with people on social media and I like a little bit more depth and a little bit more substance and and I just felt the it's getting faster and faster Instagram now and with the algorithm change and I was just having to create all this content and the only way they were saying that we could now connect with followers to be posting like three times a day mm-hmm. have continual stories be minimum of three hashtags liking other people's like comments going and comment I was like I actually don't want to spend that much time Mm. on on social media so I've removed the depth of agreed if you're doing three it kind of dilutes that you could just do one meaningful one exactly and and that's just not enough because then you're lost in the algorithm and no one sees you and you know so I feel like my app is the slow like the slow (laughs) slow fashion yeah (laughs) the slow Slow fashion of apps (laughs) (laughs) and it's more meaningful there's more depth and I can connect with people in a more meaningful way as well and I think people these days are wanting more substance as well absolutely there's so much content there's so much going on we consume so much daily Mm. that I think people are wanting to connect on a deeper level so yeah I've created my own app my own platform and then from a purely like business perspective I was like Instagram is taking up 85% of my time and 
5% of my profit come from Instagram because oh I'm gosh. not I don't I don't really it's I not you're not I, it's I not a sponsoring everything no it's, it's of, a complimentary yeah. to everything yeah. that I do Instagram I don't take a photo of a mug and say you know get from wherever it's it's just not I, I don't kind of need to do that I there's other ways for me that I make you know make my money so yeah from a business perspective I was like that just doesn't make sense anything that's taking up 85% of your time and only giving you 5% not even 5% of my profits yeah. it's just not worth it also I'm at the whim of these platforms so you don't own all that data I own zero data. <laughs> it's kind of scary. <laughs> I, I can't control it yeah. at all. Yeah. There is nothing. If they want to tomorrow decide that they're going to block my account, say, for example, mm. which wouldn't happen. But they could. Because I signed the terms and conditions when I sign up to it. Mm. Also, everything you post on that, they basically like own as mm. well and they can use. And yeah, I was just like, you know what? It doesn't make sense from a business perspective to be creating all of this content for a platform I have no control over or no ownership more. I think that's a better word than control. Um, so I was like, I'm going to do I'm going to do my own. own. <laughs> and, and I still have Instagram. Yeah, and of course, yeah. it's, it's fun and it's complimentary and it's the way we connect with friends and family. And um, yeah, but I just I just wanted my own, my own little thing. It's <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Thank you. So beautiful. And you can also tell, I think, sometimes, and again, there's nothing, totally nothing wrong with this, but sometimes people really rally a team together to kind of pump out their content and help build you know a brand but I love even I've literally downloaded it this morning because it came out today so I've only had a couple of hours to look at it but you can tell that all the recipes all the workouts you know it's you in in all of the content and you can tell that you are literally just sharing what you do yeah and making it more accessible to people and and keeping it very direct there's not a lot of you know different models that you brought in or that it's not someone else writing recipes for you you just put all you into, into this platform. into this platform and that's what it is <laughs> and it's amazing my, my workouts are on there yeah my beauty tutorials are on there my skincare regimes are on there the things I love are on there the quotes I love yeah. are on there it, it really is all of all of my stuff and there's not a big team I haven't outsourced mm-hmm. I haven't outsourced anything I produce all of the own co- my own content yeah. I um, book all my own teams and and even have to the lunch and the, the transport <laughs> and the it's a new experience for you you're like I'm on the other side this time yeah and do, and do, the, and do the call sheets and organize like the couriers and yeah it really is it's been a labor of love and I'm mm. looking forward to seeing how it evolves I'd yeah. love to have a travel section on there as well and bring a bit of my experience from getaway on there and do travel segments because oh, I'm be fully so in good. control I could start my own tv show on the app if I wanted to because yeah. I can upload could episodes video. I could do an hour episode if I wanted I'm not I'm not limited, limited yeah. by 30 seconds or a minute or I can do whatever I want on there. And and that really excites me too because I don't know where it's going to go. Once yeah. again, I just want to see – I have that a happens. plan, but I just want to be open to, to evolving. And also anyone that downloads the app, if there's anything they want to see more of or are interested in, then there's a little Ask Me category and it goes straight to hello at email, which I get. No one else gets it. It comes straight to my laptop. Mm. And you can ask for things that you want to see too. So it's like it's just a nicer way to, to connect like with people. building a community outside of, you know, I yeah. mean, they're probably going to overlap a lot with the Instagram community, but I feel like it's providing a really much more intimate yeah. deeper meaningful platform I also yeah. think it's really intentional like rather than just putting something up because you need it to last for 24 hours it's like yeah. 
this is a meaningful recipe or a workout that you can come back to every week or every day. Yeah. Or, yeah. So there's beauty, fashion, health and wellness and inspo categories at the yes. moment. Yeah. And there's going to be a travel. A travel one? Yes. Yeah. So there's going to be like a 2.0 coming? Yeah. Yeah. So the next oh, phase is wow. travel, which is really exciting because I do a lot of travel um, and I have a lot of experience with travel as well, just through personal experiences and yeah. also being on getaway for um, for a few years there. And um, yeah, and then a shop section as oh, well, which I'm so really cool. looking forward to. So that might take me a little bit of time to yeah. develop because that's like a whole other level of things. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to having that and... I'm um, doing a little edit there. So much fun. Yeah. And I love your attitude again. It was very similar to when I started the podcast. You don't have to know the ending to start something. Agree. You don't even have to know it's going to go well and you definitely don't need to mm-hmm. know where it's going to end up mm-hmm. because half the time what ends up being perfect for your audience is what they tell you is perfect exactly. and you can't know that until you put it out there yeah. so I always say you know done is better than perfect just get it out there exactly yeah do version two later yeah. like yeah. you can't wait if you waited for travel it wouldn't have launched now you'd yeah. be months down the track and it's exactly just, you know, yeah and you've got to um I like taking people on the journey and and I think that's really special about what you've done as well is that people would have been following you from the very beginning yeah and they it's so nice to take people on the journey and they love feeling a part of things and um, you can't and you can't expect to know everything either yeah. and coming back to that thing when people get bogged down and things I always say don't get analysis paralysis oh yes because otherwise you get so bogged down in you know have your plan and have a general idea and dot all your I's and cross all your T's and make sure all the things you need are done but don't get too bogged down in it just just launch it just, just put get it, it out, out there, there. Yeah. yeah and you've done that yeah. it's so exciting Thank you. how's today been it's been Nuts. really busy <laughs> yeah yeah it's um I think I've done 14 I've got my list here I had 14 um press interviews this morning started How are you stringing yeah. sentence together oh my oh. gosh and started well it's I've got such lovely relationships with everyone yeah. that's kind of interviewed me so it's kind of like catching up with <laughs> with old with mates. friends I'm like, oh, hi again it's me again yeah. um but yeah started with um breakfast television this morning oh, and then lovely. gone gone all day and, congratulations um, yeah, thank you I really appreciate it thank I you I can't wait to see what comes next I know (laughs) I literally I could talk to you for so long I've literally taken 50 minutes on the first section because I'm like (laughs) I'm such a talker too just ask my husband (laughs) so the next section which we've kind of covered you know through through telling the story of how you got here is NATA which is just all of the shit bits from behind the scenes that you don't necessarily want to put out there that often yeah it's not something that you think about posting really that often and sometimes it is private yeah but I think it always adds such a human element if you can shed a little bit of light on the challenges that you've had along yeah. the way whether it be yeah. you know self-doubt productivity pressure yeah uh, analysis paralysis yeah the culture shock for you of going from nil to 100 and then yeah. just being in the public eye all the time yeah. what have been the big challenges for you yeah. along the way there's definitely been a, like a lot of challenges and and I try to talk about them a, a, a little bit without mm. kind of divulging too much I think anxiety has been a big thing that I've had to deal with and through that anxiety looking back I definitely made a lot of unhealthy choices with mm. you know restricting foods that I was eating and over exercising and, and and just putting a lot of pressure on myself because every move was being photographed or commented on and it wasn't pressure from anyone else I mean when I was in 
living in China modelling, there was a lot of pressure there. You were weighed every Monday. If you went up or down, they could rip up your contract and literally not pay you any of the money that you'd earned. Like you'd work for three months straight and you wouldn't get paid until the end. So you had to maintain a certain weight for those three months. And so there's things like that that behind the scenes were extremely challenging and definitely had an impact on my mental health. Of course. I mean, how could it not? Yeah, Yeah. like going forward. But I, I sorted that stuff out pretty like pretty quickly it was it was a a journey and I had to do a lot of work on that Mm. and then yeah there's just I don't know I think going through really private things I've you know even health things and even sometimes going to the doctor is is really see you going to the doctor (laughs) it's really confronting and and going through certain things and you know I think having your privacy invaded is really hard even when privacy shouldn't be invaded I've even had doctors do things that are say things to people that are inappropriate as well so it's like when you're in the public eye sometimes there's just blurred lines and there's nothing you can do about it there is no protection for you there is nothing you can do anyone can take a photo of you and publish it and there are no laws because basically you are choosing to live a public life and because you choose to live a public life and you're on the front cover of magazines and you post things on Instagram, you don't have... Open slather for everyone else. Open slather. So there's no protection in that in that ride and I think in the modeling industry as well there is no overarching body for models there's not a lot of protection Mm. it's just if you don't get paid you don't get paid because as a young model you what can you do about it you can't I couldn't afford a lawyer back then now I have an amazing team I have an accountant a lawyer I have Mm. everyone around me so there's there's been things like that that are really difficult. And I suppose it's just sacrifices that you have to make and and be aware of. And that's a part of the reason why I keep a lot of things private too, because there has been invasions of privacy that's really difficult. So that's the hard thing about doing what I do and um, and even just I don't know like rumor I feel like I haven't really had many rumors I think when Buddy first came to Sydney there was so much swirling around and everyone had an opinion and everyone was calling the paper on (laughs) this and that you've still really gotten away with it like without there's not a lot out there like even when I because I troll (laughs) like I like to really feel like I've researched the the complete journey as much as I can and for two people who are really in the public eye for incredible achievements you've done really really well to keep thank you well I just think we've got a really tight-knit group of friends and family around us and and we we are quite (laughs) vanilla boring (laughs) (laughs) that helps you know if you're not out there like fueling the fire it's a lot easier we're not out partying like I've I've never taken a drug in my life I'm not a partier I'm not I'm not a heavy drinker <laughs> I'm, I'm really I'm really quite like vanilla but you, I'm yeah, a with you, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> it's just you know there's there are challenges and I don't really like to talk about it because I just like to express my gratitude yeah as well and yeah there's been things that have been going on the last 12 months that no one would have any idea about and having to weather those things has been extremely I've probably had the the hardest 12 months probably 12 and a half months of of my entire life and one day I'll share I'll share my story and 
no one no one would know I still yeah. show up to work and I, I still have a job I still have a job to do and some clients have been understanding some clients haven't been understanding but on the whole I've got such great support around me and and yeah and, and that's that's the shitty part I guess of, <laughs> but, of I mean, life in the public eye it's reassuring to know even if we don't know what it is it's always reassuring to know that people are of course going through stuff all the time even if they are putting on an incredibly professional polished all exterior the time they don't owe yeah. it to you to share it but it's nice to know that yeah. you know everyone has struggles and it's often harder when you can't just withdraw completely like yeah. we can or yeah. when you know when I was a corporate if I had a, a shitty month no one would know like yeah. no one's looking at me so it doesn't yeah. matter Whereas with you guys, it's like yeah. if you sneeze the wrong direction, it's yeah. like, oh, my God, she's got something going on. That means blah. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's full on. But I just, yeah, I just think I'm, I'm just really lucky to have yeah. beautiful, beautiful people in, in, in my life and yeah. so supportive. And, yeah, I, I couldn't do it with, without family and friends. Aww. I just, I'm very, very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to the very last section, which mm-hmm. is play TA, which is my favorite, but which always gets the least airtime because I talk and I just gas bag so much because <laughs> I get so excited. Um, but this is basically just the Jacinta who's not in all the roles that you play. You know, mm-hmm. we wear so many different things to so many different people, particularly in jobs where you are out in the public eye playing different roles all the time. Yeah. And there's often not a lot of time just physical time left in the day for you to be anyone for yourself yeah but I think it's so important in this world where you know we're defined by productivity and achievement and output and like new apps and new content and new whatever we're always everyone's waiting for the next thing all the time Mm -hmm. so who are you when you're not being anything yeah and what are the things that you do if you let if you have time to do anything that's just for your joy yeah that's just for there's no like learning to be had there's no lesson to you know there's no results there's just pure joy being yeah I'm quite a busy person when I say busy I don't mean like you know running around doing stuff but even when I'm at home I you're a busy body busy I'm a busy person (laughs) there's always a drawer to clean out yeah or or some laundry to do to show buddy how much you love him exactly acts of service um I feel like I am quite a busy person so I've had to work so hard so hard to learn to just be still and relax and buddy has been so amazing he's good at it he's really good at switching off and just decompressing and and he's kind of taught me that over the years as well and he has to be good at that to be an athlete he would not be able to perform the way he performs at that elite level if he couldn't do the opposite and switch off and yeah it it really is we will, will come home I'll put a pair of buddies track pants on which are so <laughs> big around me sometimes tie the waist with a hair tie <laughs> a big jumper on all my makeup off and just lay on the couch with bud order deliveroo and get stuck into netflix yes you just, just relax and switch off and have a giggle and just laugh and just enjoy each other's company yeah. and and i love those moments where Bud and I get to do that together because I it is I I always feel like I've been true to myself but when I'm with him I feel totally myself and totally at ease and just and just really comfortable and safe look on your face ever (laughs) so cute I'm thinking of going home now and getting in your tracksuit pants (laughs) (laughs) I just need a cuddle and he just yeah and that's when I'm 
my truest self yeah. I think and that's when I'm I'm me is just when I'm him because it's just I don't have to I don't have to be anyone yeah. for him he just wants me to be me and that's, I love that so yeah. much because I think the scary thing is life is so fast these days that people don't so even fast. let themselves be real them yeah. whether with with someone in someone's company or without someone yeah. they just forget who they yeah. are there's no time yeah. to just yeah think, I mean I, some people don't even remember who they are or what yeah. they like doing and I've and I've seen that too with people really close mm. to me lose themselves in this idea of who they think everyone wants them to be and who they need to be on social media and it's like if only you realized who you are is more than enough and actually why people love you the person you're pretending to be is is yeah we don't love that person no (laughs) no and I've I've seen I've actually very recently seen that with someone really close to me and it's been hard to watch because I'm like that's not you but you know, I think people learn and you've got to let people go and do their things and enjoy their life and get the experience. And, and learn their own lessons and they'll, they'll exactly. find themselves. You can't learn someone else's lessons for them. That's yeah. been a big thing. Or teach someone lessons yeah. as well. It's <laughs> yeah. like you've just got to let them. Interventions can only yeah. go so far. you just got to let them do what they've got to do. And, and that's <laughs> the beauty of life. Yeah. We, the only person or thing we can control is us. That is it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the best advice ever. And I think people forget. Yeah. They forget that it's life isn't really happening to you. You're responding to things and kind of yes. creating that life for yourself. Exactly. If we all controlled the things we actually could control, I think things would be a lot smoother. Agree. <laughs> so second last question just to finish up. Yes. What are the three interesting things about you that don't normally come up in conversation? Mm. Three interesting things. Just random things. They don't have to be like super private. I can play the African drum, the djembe. Oh, that's amazing. That's a great one. I am actually quite good at it. I wish we had it in here now. Oh, and I loved it. I used to be in a, like an African performance group when Shut I was at school. Up. Yeah, and I loved it. It was so much fun, all the percussion, and we would have drum circles oh and do fire twirling and very that's alternative. Awesome. Yeah, so I can I can do that. I don't even think buddies sing me play or heard me play a drum because I don't have one oddly enough hanging around oh my god well when your birthday comes around I will send you one (laughs) a djembe I love it um so yeah so that's a one that's a great one yeah and doing like fire twirling and all of that I I love that you really are miss congeniality does the fire twirling remember Rhode Island yeah <laughs> oh my god I I am I am miscontinuity you are her. <laughs> um what else I, I love to knit <gasps> yes. yes I'm so glad that came yes. out because that's one of the, the activities on my like what do you do for play oh is it yeah because yeah, there's yeah. no I think it's activities that make you forget what time it is yeah and that aren't your conventional like exercise has a, a purpose you know yeah that yeah. doesn't really count as relaxation but knitting or knitting, sewing crocheting or, yeah. yeah puzzles like all that old school stuff yeah. baking yeah I love that you it's, knit it's and it's so I think there's something about using like if, using if, your hands yeah. and and creating something and yeah I started knitting last year a lot of my friends were having babies and I was like I want to make 
tiny. It's just something nice about a handmade gift or a handwritten card. Yeah, and I love doing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's so, it's just, because you just don't see it in this day and age. So when you receive something handmade, it's so special and it feels so good giving something handmade that as well. Created. So yeah, I started knitting and I was just so sick of, during the season, Bud watches a lot of football and I was so sick of sitting there for an hour and a half while he was watching a game or reviewing something and being on my phone. Yeah. And I get to that end of that hour and a half, I'm like, I what have, have learned I've learnt nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been stimulated in any in any way and I'm not better as a person. And you haven't relaxed. I haven't relaxed. And then when you add that hour and a half up every day, every week, every month, every year, I'm like I'm spending so much time aimlessly scrolling on social media. I'm like, this is so unhealthy. So I started knitting. That's so knitting so good. and crochet. Yeah, you and are crocheting. a yeah, girl. <laughs> and then I don't know what my third would be, but I feel like playing the djembe can like make up that for two. That counts for two. Okay, I've got a question. Two questions. Yes. One is. When did you go the chop? Because you rock short oh, hair yeah. like nothing else. Thank you. I don't know how you pull it off, but it is amazing. When did Thank you decide? You. Um, I did it. I actually did it after I walked away from my David Jones contract. Because then you didn't have to have a certain hair. I didn't have to have a certain hair. And I was like, I just, I just need a change. And, and I also wanted to, I don't know, I kind of wanted to lead by example and show there are different standards of beauty. Because I think when you think like, oh, short hair, oh, there's the connotations that come with a woman having short hair. It's like, no, you can feel sexy and be sexy with short hair. You don't have to have long hair to be that. And then, it, yeah, it just got shorter and shorter. And, it was <laughs> and then you so, were like, screw it. I was like, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I was just, it just feels good. It, it, I feel the, the, the meest of me, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, and I just, yeah. it's great. I don't rock it so worry well. about I love it. it. It's, it's easy. I think I'm going to grow it into like a really short bob though. Um, but there's probably going to be a weird helmet head stage gonna, <laughs> in between. <laughs> I'm going to have to I'll disappear look out for, for two months. Yeah. <laughs> you will not see me. You can take me a selfie. I'll enjoy that. <laughs> it is going to be fluffy because I've got a lot of hair. There's so much hair. It's so thick and so straight. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I think I'm um, – I think – yeah, I'm going to try and grow it out, but I love it. It's just, it's so great. And the amount of women I have messaging me and sending me DMs and just saying, it's I've chopped my hair. I feel I've so amazing. <laughs> I feel like it would be very empowering. It is. It just feels, you just feel great. You yeah. just feel, and I don't know why, like hair, I never really thought much about my hair, but there's something about doing something really bold and different mm. that just makes you feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'd love it. And the, the other question was, do you think you'll ever go back to acting? Like, well, not go back to it, but do you think that that's maybe still one yeah. day in your system to kind yeah. of get out one day? I think if Buddy wasn't playing football, maybe, because mm-hmm. he's contracted for another three years and I kind of feel like picking up acting yeah. when I'm 30. <laughs> yeah, And I'm hoping to have children, you know, by the time I'm 30. So might be a little bit hard because you've got to, it's a hard slog yeah. and you've got to go and live in LA and do the pilot season and start, yeah, totally. kind of start there. And I, I feel like in some way I get to be a character all the time with what I do and whether it's a TVC and I've got to learn lines all the time and um, even just getting into into character for a, a photo shoot. Yeah, and, it kind of fulfills that, yeah. ticks that box. So I feel like, and yeah, and, and I'm the creativity that I loved 
and the exploration of self with acting I feel like I've kind of got all that as well but you never know yeah. if someone offers me a role yeah. tomorrow. Or else, yeah. Just put them out there, guys. Put it out there. <laughs> and the very last question is, what is your favourite motivational quote? Oh, my favourite motivational quote is... It's actually a Nelson Mandela one and I can't... It's something about playing small. I said it as my last quote for my last speech as school captain. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. I know. It's so long ago. But the <laughs> idea is that there... There is no joy in playing small and you do not serve the world by playing small. So be big and dream, dream big. That's kind of the, the, you know, the whole message of the quote. And that was my final words to my graduating year is don't play small. You don't serve the world by playing small. Oh my gosh. Well, what a fantastic note to end on. You are definitely playing big with the Jacinta app. I can't wait to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. I really appreciate it. And thank you for having me on. Oh my gosh. It was such a pleasure. (laughs) Everyone download the app right now i'll include a direct link in the show notes of course it was such a pleasure to chat with you and congratulations thank you (laughs) i don't know about you but jacinta just stole my heart all over again in this chat i just feel like she holds herself so well through things that aren't always dealt with with such grace or clarity I've been powering through the Jacinta app for the past few days and I'm so excited for you all to see it. Links are in the show notes as always and I highly recommend that you pop over to connect more meaningfully with this amazing woman. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, please take a screenshot now and share it tagging at Jacinta underscore Franklin and I with any of your insights or takeaways or any kind of feedback at all. I know how much it means to our guests to connect with you all and to see your feedback directly on the chats that we have. So please do let her know what you thought. Just as an aside, the day that I recorded this, I shared a few Instagram stories about how discombobulated I was that day, leading to me ultimately missing 40 minutes out of a 50-minute session with my psychologist. Not ideal. And I was so alarmed at how many people responded asking me about finding the right one and what therapy is actually like and how much it's benefited me or, you know, just the process of kind of introducing yourself to therapy. So at some stage soon, I think I mentioned I'm going to do another Q&A episode like I did for the 30th birthday episode so I'll answer some questions about therapy in that episode along with anything else you want to hear and we'll eventually get the Facebook group up and running so there's an easier place to put questions like those but for now if you do have any questions along those lines or along any other lines just dm c's underscore the underscore yay on insta with any questions thoughts or comments I just love to engage with you all directly that's the best part of doing this so please do hit me up I hope you're having an amazing day and a season your yay.